Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, Israel versus the World. Headline from yesterday, Netanyahu's rivals band together to form new government. Bibi could be out of office in 12 days. It seems that the new coalition government in Israel is a combination of two extremes, liberal and conservative, that have nothing in common except hatred for Netanyahu. What this means for Israel in the immediate future remains to be seen. Even though Israel, historically, is not the aggressor in war, whenever it breaks out, the world blames Israel. If you think the press is neutral or fair, you are naive in the extreme. As Hamas, a blatantly terrorist organization in the Gaza Strip, attacked Israel in recent days, the press generally slanted this to foster sympathy for the Palestinians. The result has been an uptick in anti-Semitism throughout the entire world. God can use anyone in keeping with his sovereign purposes. He uses even the devil. Balaam was a false prophet in the Old Testament. Balak, the king of the Moabites, hired Balaam to curse Israel. But God wouldn't allow it. Every time Balaam tried to curse Israel, a blessing for them came out of his mouth instead, much to the consternation of Balak. Ironically, a number of great prophetic statements came forth from Balaam. In this context, Numbers 22 through 24. In Numbers 23, 9, he made this statement regarding Israel. Quote, For from the top of the crags I see him, from the hills I behold him. Talking about Israel. Behold a people dwelling alone and not counting itself among the nations. You see what he saw? A people dwelling alone, not counting itself among the nations. Israel was seen by Balaam to be a people set apart, distinct from all the other nations of the world. Israel doesn't really fit in. Just ask the United Nations. In 2020, the, the UN had 17 resolutions condemning Israel in comparison to six for the entire rest of the world. In many respects, it really is Israel versus the world. From the time of the Babylonian captivity, Israel has continually been oppressed by the world in what Jesus referred to as the times of the Gentiles. And Jesus said, quote, Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Luke 21, 24. Daniel 9.26 prophetically describes a parenthesis time period from the rejection of Christ at his triumphal entry in, into Jerusalem, uh, Luke 19, until the signing of the seven-year covenant with Antichrist is seen in Daniel 9.27. This long interlude will be characterized by war and desolations for Israel. Daniel 9.26 says, quote, To the end there shall be war. Desolations are determined. And so it has been, and continues to be. Try as hard as they will, there is no peace for the Jews and the nations of the world. Among the nations of the world, I should say, the Bible prophetically depicts two major end-time attacks on Israel in the last days. First will come a great invasion of the land by a coalition headed up by Russia from the far north as seen in Ezekiel 38 and 39. And then, with Armageddon, when that breaks out, the whole world will rally 
against Jerusalem. Zechariah 12, 2 and 3, Behold, I am about to make Jerusalem a cup of staggering to all the surrounding peoples. The siege of Jerusalem will also be against Judah. On that day I will make Jerusalem a heavy stone for all peoples. All who lift it will surely hurt themselves, and all the nations of the earth will gather against it. All the nations of the earth will gather against it. Zechariah 14, 2 and 3, For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, the houses plundered, the women raped. Half of the city shall go out into exile, but the rest of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then the Lord will go out and fight against those nations as when he fights on a day of battle. In many ways, Israel historically has stood alone and continues to do so. America calls Israel her ally, but it's a mixed bag. Increasingly, Israel is feeling more and more isolated in the world. Just observe the actions of the United Nations. Israel desperately wants peace, but it is elusive. They long for a champion, quote-unquote champion, who will be there for them. And out of this brewing context eventually will emerge the Antichrist who comes out of Europe. Daniel 9.26 he will come to Israel as her quote-unquote Savior, and they will receive him in what is called a covenant with death. Isaiah 28.15, John 5.43. Want a great proof of the Bible? Look at Israel. They alone, of all the nations of the world, are God's chosen people. Amos 3.2 says, You only I have known of all the families of the earth. And Amos 3, 7, For the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secret to his servants, the prophets. God has chosen to work uniquely in relationship with Israel. God has chosen to reveal himself to the world through this special chosen people, rebellious as they have been. Through the Jew, God gave us the Bible. Through the Jew, we have the covenant promises that reach even us Gentiles. Through the Jew, we have prophecy that becomes history. Through the Jews, we have the promised Messiah. Salvation is of the Jews, John 4.22. Yes, it is Israel versus the world. It is prophetically stated in Numbers 23.9. It has borne out in history, and the climax is still to be seen when the whole world comes together to attack Jerusalem. Yet in that climactic context, Israel will finally call on Jesus, her Messiah, and then he will gloriously come to her rescue at the second coming. For Israel, the worst is yet to come, followed by the best is yet to come. It's all coming, and no man can stop it, because it is according to the sovereign plan of God. Hang on, strap in, the last days are unfolding before us. Be sure you know Jesus. In Christ is the only safe place to be on planet Earth. Joel 3, 2 God says, I will gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and I will enter into judgment with them there on behalf of my people and my heritage Israel, because they have scattered them among the nations and divided up my land. Joel 3, 14 through 17, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. God's decision to bring judgment. The sun and the moon are darkened. The stars withdraw their shining. The Lord roars from Zion, roars from Zion, utters his voice from Jerusalem, and the heavens and the earth quake. But the Lord is a refuge to his people, a stronghold to the people of Israel. 
So you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who dwells in Zion, my holy mountain, and Jerusalem shall be holy, and the strangers shall never again pass through it. Jeremiah 30, verse 7, Alas, that day is so great, there is none like it. It is a time of distress for Jacob, time of Jacob's trouble. Yet he shall be saved out of it. Lord, we thank you for your prophetic scriptures. Uh, we thank you for the nation of Israel. We do pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Really, we're praying uh, as we pray for that. We're praying for uh, your intervention, for the second coming, uh, which it's ultimately going to take to bring a lasting peace to, to Jerusalem. But Lord, we know this is all according to your sovereign plan. In the meantime, you are building a forever family called the church, which is where we live. And uh, yet it is fascinating to see last day's uh, phenomena coming into place. The stage is being set. Lord, indeed, Israel is all alone in many respects in the world and getting, and getting more alone. And when they finally get together with this champion called uh, the Antichrist, uh, Lord, they're going to think they really got something. A seven-year covenant really amounts to a covenant with death. But, Lord, ultimately, through that, through that fire, uh, through that time of Jacob's trouble, they are going to finally come to repentance, finally come to the truth of recognizing Jesus as their Messiah. And finally, their deliverer will come to their rescue. Lord, we look forward to that, and we pray to that end. In the meantime, there's work to do as you are building your church. Help us to be found faithful, serving you in these days. I pray in Christ's name. Amen.